myth of creation. As a, a one um, Alec anthropologist, he told me that every community have to have myth of creation. You have to have this myth, how it was built. It's not necessarily true. It's just a story which shows the values. Okay, yeah. so all of that is great. But then what also happens, you have to have a proof. You mm -hmm. have to have this specific situations, mm -hmm. actions done by members of this community, by hosts, founders, whoever, mm -hmm. which are proven in the action that they actually uphold these values from these stories, mm -hmm. right? It's not enough to just have a story about yourself. It's not enough to have a clear branding. What you have to do is to constantly demonstrate in a visceral yeah. way, yeah. right? And I think I was thinking about this a lot because I, I, I do think a lot about how identity of I, identity of we, and leadership all intertwined together, right? Yeah. These moments when people do something which we can, with our mirror neurons, mm -hmm. reproduce and feel and know that this was scary, or at this point, this person felt really vulnerable, yeah. right? And did that nevertheless. Yeah. This is the moments when we build leadership. This is the moments when people say, yeah, I trust you now that you uphold this value, so I will follow you, and I will now yeah. go back and look at the labels you put on stuff, and I will trust you a little yeah. bit more that these labels mm -hmm. actually coming from a deep work you've done on yourself, on, right. the, on the community, and they actually have, you know, like accumulated knowledge in them. Yeah. Because answering your question kind of going to, to, to build up of all of that, right? Yeah. The label we give could mm -hmm. be complete, completely meaningless. We just take it from somewhere else. Like, I'm a spiritual person, right? Like, oh, you're a spiritual person. What it means? Does it mean that you actually did some work? Or does it mean that you just believe it's cool to be a spiritual person and you took this identity from somewhere else? Yeah. Is it consistent between your label, like the brand, between your story, and what you actually do? And all of that leads to another hmm. um, very yeah. interesting for me realization. <clears throat> Say, if you take anybody who is successful mm -hmm. and ask them how, you, how they achieve that, how they achieve success, mm -hmm. my observation is they will tell you completely misleading lies. They will tell you what they want world to be, what they right. want reality to be. Right. Um, a person who, who was doing drugs, uh, 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 playing, playing, playing guitar, and, you know, um, and, 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 and dancing naked on the tables, uh, by 25 maybe realize there's some spirituality around all of that. By 35 started to meditate, but 45 became a famous meditator. And then people ask this person, okay, how to achieve the level of clarity you have in life. Mm. This person will conveniently uh, say, do meditation, yeah. do more meditation. Does he or she come to this point by meditation? No. This person come to this point in life by experiencing life in many different facets of life. Exactly. Not by yeah. meditating. Yeah. Meditation became a tool for reflection later in life to convert all of these experiences into understandings and ability to relate and empathize and all of that with others and appear uh, this wise spiritual person. But then 
is it a path to follow, to meditate? In my mind, it's absolutely misleading. It's the same about entrepreneur. You take an entrepreneur guy and he goes on stage and they say, believe your guts. And you say, okay, let's unpack that. What it means, believe your guts. If you take it literally, you have a, a 2.5 kilograms of bacteria inside your gut. And this bacteria have very specific goal in life and they have nothing to do with entrepreneurship, right? So believe your gut. So what, what, what this person is talking about, okay, believe your intuition, believe your, your, your kind of the workings of your mind, which give you answers. This is so good, but when you're young and you're just, just starting to build this intuition, you don't have experiences. So the last thing you need to do is to believe your guts. You need the guts of this guy, but you don't have them yet. So this is horrible advice. Never believe your guts until your guts become so good they are trustworthy. You know, take an entrepreneur or a successful person in any field or not even a successful person, any person, whoever they are. The reason they are what they are, they, what we call their identity, doesn't actually begin with them becoming the, the role or the career or the, the person that they are today, right? If I take the example of an Elon Musk as a very famous, it's not the day that he decided to found Tesla or the day that he decided to become, uh, you know, to found uh, PayPal or whenever he decided to become an entrepreneur or the day that he left South Africa or the day that he was born. I mean, we, the, the story of your identity actually goes back, 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 back all the way. And it's actually mm. very difficult to, in some ways, extricate it from literally the story of humanity, right? And I think that's what identity, in a sense, does it in the sense of a filter, which is that it it coalesces for us right here. We, we can all agree that Elon Musk has an identity, right? How, yeah. how do we know that? We kind of have associated something with him which has which is a product of maybe this entire history, this entire evolution of him being where he is now, but also a product of all his pasts, right? And I think if you extrapolate it into the future, it almost becomes like, let's take another famous example. Let's take the example of uh, Gandhi, right? Uh, he has an identity today. That may not necessarily be the identity that he had the day that he died or the day that he you know, on 15th of August, 1947, when India became independent, which is the goal of his life, right? The His identity, even after he's dead, actually continues to evolve. And I think that's the interesting thing which I find about identity, which is that it is not I, as you started out and correctly uh, uh, said, it's not, uh, it's, it's a way for us to bring together these various things to filter them, filter out everything else which may be shared, which may not be unique, and to actually bring something, a package together and say that this is what uh, I can actually uniquely identify this person with. Yeah. Yeah, two, two, two things resonate from what you were saying. Hmm? On the very personal experience kind of note, yeah. you, you have this feeling that your identity never changed. So your roles changed, but your identity never did. Yeah. I think many people at Docker, they have this experience of, of, of this feeling of, yeah, um, I, 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 I got experiences, I learned stuff, but right. actually I never, I never did change. 
and I don't know if it's an illusion or it's a reality of it, is there, could be there something like very, very core to who we are, right? And it's um, some people, like a metaphor is a used spectrum, right? So they, mm-hmm. I, I, I emit light in specific spectrum, this is who I am, right? Or some people say about wavelengths, which is basically the same idea, just mm-hmm. expressed differently. They, they, they're talking about this um, very core of this, themselves being this almost like a, uh, the way how they glow or the way how they reflect, right? So which is at the very core kind of talking about identity as um, as actually existing, right? Like actually mm. embedded in us, right? And of course, if you're spiritual, you'll go to towards soul and all of that. Mm. On the other hand, what you're saying about um, how identity transcends us and um, how, how identity, when it's well communicated, like in, in, in example of Gandhi, he, he not only was already outspoken, he also showed a lot of examples, right, with, of, of his teaching. So, and then there was a lot of people who took that and they write textbooks and they write stories and they do, did a lot of all of that, right? Yeah. And um, I'm sure Gandhi today is different thing for different people. Yeah. But also have something, all of the stories have something in common. Yeah. And in one way or another, probably, if you dig deep, 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 you're probably going to come to a point when you get a feeling that you know who Gandhi was at the very core, right? Maybe, maybe you will be, maybe it's illusion. Or maybe if you research him enough, you will get to a point when you kind of have this feeling that you understand what kind of light he reflected or what kind of wavelengths he had, right? This feeling of connection with other people, mm-hmm. um, it is incredibly important. And I, uh, I, when I, when I get this feeling, um, I, in my case, I usually get it through uh, multiple deep conversations. Right? Eventually, I get to a point when I, I kind of feel as though I know who you are, right? And again, I, I think it could be misleading. It could be just my personal comfort. I, I like to think I know who you are, right? Because this makes it easier for me to, to deal with you, right? To operate with you, to, to put you on my mind map of reality and say, okay, this guy Arvind, He's like that, right? Like, I know him. And uh, I, I, how many times you, you, you heard the stories of people being disappointed, right? When they, when they had this idea of another person and that this person does something and they're like, oh, I thought you are that and you turn out to be that and I'm so disappointed right now. And it is like, yeah. this is, this is come directly from what we just discussed. Like identity is not true. Identity, and doesn't matter, is it communicated to your identity or identity you gave to somebody else? It's never, it's, Map is never territory. Kajipsky, my favorite quote, I keep using it again and again. Map is not territory, but it's useful to extend, which is represent real features of the territory. So your identity is the way it's communicated. If it's representative of who you are and what you do and how you operate, it could be very useful. But if it's not, if it's in a conflict actually with who you are. One last thing I wanted to mention, at least from my side, uh, was, you know, and you, you brought this out in this little uh, piece that you just talked about, was you started out by talking about how people I have an identity or a sense of identity for themselves. And then you also ended up by saying that there is, there may be a, uh, there may be a dissonance when people uh, who are not you think of you as a person and then you're, you don't turn out to be that person, right? So I think that yeah. actually brings out a very interesting concept as well, which is the ownership of identity. 
right? Because the first is the first concept that you describe almost means that I own my identity. The the last that you describe almost feels like I don't own my identity. Actually, somebody else owns my identity because they are the ones who are actually testing it. And you know, th this was brought out by this brilliant story. I'm sure you've heard of New Coke. Right, so mm -hmm. have yeah, you heard of that? Yeah. So in, in, back in nineteen eighty-five, this, this is a story of a failure, complete failure, right? Exactly. But but interestingly, interestingly, for classic Coke, which is just Coke or old Coke, um, it turned out to be a great success because there was there was classic Coke. They introduced new Coke. Three months later, they had to go back and relaunch classic Coke, mm. and that was then the most popular cola drink for years to come. Yeah. 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 But so, but interestingly, I think that that story highlights to me that Coke as a company, and let's talk about that as an identity, the brand as an identity, right? Coke as a company thought they owned the brand called Coke, the identity of that soft drink, and they didn't. And it's only a soft drink. I mean, you know. There are things way more important than that, God knows, right? So the company thought it owned the identity. They didn't because actually it was the consumers who turned around and said, no, 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 hold on a second. You are not doing this to what I call cook. Hmm. You know, hmm. you're going to bring back what I thought is cook. You're, gonna, you're not going to step away from your identity. Okay. I want that back. Yeah. Yeah, and and guess this what? Is, I mean, this is an amazing example. Yeah, yeah, because how, how many times people feel the same, right? How many exactly. times people become famous in one way or another? Uh, they, they, some of the part of their identity become something yeah. others feel as though this is this is who you are, and yeah. then they try to change or they just try to express who they actually are. Yeah, maybe some other parts of themselves, and people say like, "No, we don't want to hear about that." Like, no, no. exactly. You know, you don't, you don't have this freedom, like because we like this another version you just told us, and we need exactly. you because now you part of our identity, right? This, this, this Im 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 incredible transformation when, like, you know, you have this uh, uh, a, a person who suddenly plays such an important role in other people' identities, in other people' life, in other people's stories. And yep. for these stories, for the sake of these stories, this person have to be that or this, right? And yep. of course, we have this with our parents first, yep. right? We, 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 we get the identity of our parents and they, we want these roles. My mom, my dad, they need to be specific way for my story to make sense. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And then if you like, like a, a big musicians and, uh, and uh, like you, you, like Bowie, right? For me, Bowie is one of these people who I still don't understand fully and who become more and more important, right? And yeah. And uh, definitely, his his one of the things I admire about him is that he changed identities so much. He was so much more than one identity, and he was very open about it. And the best artists, I think, they do this a lot. They never trapped in one identity. They always say, "Hey, this is me, and this is what I put on stage, and these two things are different." And you can love this character, but this character going to die, and for the next album, I will be different me. Yeah, and uh, and eventually that becomes his identity. Eventually, now. We think of David Bowie as the guy who changed identities, and that is his now identity. Almost. He, he transcended. So there's he a transcended meta. every every. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like a meta level. Like, you, like in each of those, in each of these identities, he was yeah. brilliant, right? Yeah. And different. And yeah. then you say, 
I know you better now because you express yourself this way, this way, and this way, and I can see what unites all of that and what is actually it's all about. And this make, yeah. And I, I think this is, this is like, contrary to what you just told about Coke, right? Coke yeah. uh, never, never able to do that, right? Mm. It never yeah. become. It's yeah. all. It's it's it never become, change itself. Yeah, exactly. So so it it would be, in a business world, it would be a company, which stays to its core, but never define itself by only one product, right? And able to bring new products which may look completely off at first, and over time people realize they still about the same core, right? Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big Apple fan. So for me, Apple is a great example, right? A company which, like, every every year you have this some another uh, gate, right? So this they did this one or this one, or uh, uh, the core fans will be upset with them removing or adding some functionality, or they say, oh, it's not as Steve Jobs wanted it to be anymore, and all of this. But if you look at the over time, you will see that as a core company always was about personal computing. And they constantly disrupting themselves and the market by reiterating on what it means to build ultra portable, uh, sorry, ultra ultra personal computing, and what it means for humans and how it evolves with the humans, and what it means to to whole society to have these incredible tools uh, distributed to to people and available for them, and it was always on this intersection between arts. And, and technology, and always stayed there. And Ed Jobs was absolutely brilliant in, in stating this in almost every presentation, saying, we are this company, we are here. And, and Tim Cook maybe less so. But if you, if you step back and look at the whole history up to this point, companies still about that. Mm -hmm. And the, like, you know, Apple Watch is still representation of the same identity. 